Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Be a part of the best pro wrestling podcast today by supporting the Going In Raw Patreon. You can enjoy access to the live taping of the show, exclusive merchandise, and patron-only episodes, and so much more. Support Going In Raw today. Click the link in the description. This is Charlotte, and you're watching Going In Raw. That sounds terrible. What's up? This is the most musty WWE superstar of all time and his lovely, gorgeous wife. <laughs> and you are Going In Raw. What's up? It's your girl, Sasha Banks, legit boss, and you are watching Going In Raw. Oh, baby, I like it raw. Oh, baby, I like it raw. And you are tuned in to Going In Raw right now. How you doing? Hey, friend, Steve here. And Lars. Yeah, welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Steve and Larson. Anywhere fine podcasts are available, be sure to hit that subscribe button and the little notify bell next to it. Make sure you're up to date on all your Going In Raw content. We're also available at the Patreon and patreon.com forward slash Steven Larson, where we have a wide variety of reward tiers that you can take a look at. And if you decide to contribute to the show financially, uh, you get said rewards in return for goods and services. Yes, we're also at Pro Wrestling Tees at prowrestlingtees.com slash going into They have a massive sale starting tomorrow. That's July 6th. Yeah. Uh, Did you watch uh, Mark Briscoe's uh, commercial for that? No. After the show during lunch. Uh, I'm going to show it to you. Okay. It's hilarious. Okay. It's fantastic. Sounds good. Yeah, it's great. So um, right now we have how many designs? 11, 12? Yeah, I think we're at 11 right now. Okay. Um, I was going to try my damnness to get like five more up, like smash, you know, like smash designs. Just yeah. throw them up. I don't think it's going to work, though. It's tomorrow. I still have like... Well, there's a, a Larson Libre des- uh, logo that's ready. I can just upload it. Yeah. Can you either do that or send it to me? Just make sure it's 300. I can do it. Make sure it's 300 DPI. Yeah, I know. So I, I know how to do it. I'm just making sure. I don't know. I, know. I, put, I do that I stuff. put designs up there. I, I know what's the deal. I do that stuff. I'm just making sure. What? I do that stuff. I do that stuff, too. <laughs> oh, no. This is not getting off to a good start. Like no. That. All right. Um... Feels good to be back, though. You know, we had kind of a longer, like, we did New Japan. Yeah. We're going to shoot the day two recap to the today. Is that right? Yeah, right after lunch. Right after lunch. Okay, we're going to do that. I'm going to try to I'll get that up tonight. So this will go up in the afternoon. Okay. And then tonight, day two recap. And then Thursday is back to normal. Like, okay. Uh, NXT 205 live right. recap. Friday will be dirt sheet. Yeah. Saturday count out. Sunday, uh... Going in raw view. We are going to do, for those of you who really pay attention to our, our schedule here, 
We're going to do something. We're going to try. We like to try new things. We're going to try something yes. different with Countout this week. Yes. Um, we're going to sort of be mixing predictions and Countout. We're going to be sort of uh, mashing them up. So and it's going to be. Yeah. Thank you. And I love that word. Um, it's going to, you know, it's like the least exciting word ever. And yet that was the word that DC and Marvel chose for their big crossover event. I know. 20 years ago. I know. I remember the that. The Amalgam Universe. What the hell were they thinking? Not a good idea. Any other word in the English, like the donut universe, that would be great. And yeah. it made more sense than amalgam. Well, I mean, amalgam made sense. Yeah, it made sense. It's, it's not very it's, sexy. It's just too literal. Needs more sexy. Yes. Yeah. Um, anyways, uh, what was I talking about? Oh, oh yeah, count out. So we're going to do, what is it? What, so what's your idea? It's going to be something like top ten and things that will happen at Great Balls of Fire. But does that mean we have, like, does that mean we're going to have, I'm just going to ask you on air. So does that mean our predictions, what, what about our predictions, wins, and losses? You know, we kind of don't really worry about that anymore. Oh, wow. For it. So wow. what I thought is, is we could each have five entries. We're going to leave on you chopping the shit out of my chest? Seems as good a time as any. <laughs> I guess so. Um, because, it can, dude, it's only going to either escalate or not be as cool. I know. You know? <laughs> what I was thinking is we, we, each, we each have five of the ten entries mm-hmm. to say what's going to happen. That's cool. Okay. All right. We'll do that way. Sounds good. So we'll, instead of just doing, hey, look. Yeah, we'll, we'll incorporate all our picks into each entry. Yeah. So we'll pick the matches yeah. still, but we'll just try to find a more interesting way about uh, doing it. We'll give it a shot. Doesn't work. We won't do it again. If it's ass, we'll go back to the way we did it before. Yeah. If it's awesome and we love it, we'll keep on doing it. Yeah. Yeah. We'll listen to you guys in the comments. Yes. Feedback. Yeah, feedback. Exactly. Um, anyways, uh, so this is a super show. We're going to be talking about both Raw and SmackDown. Great Balls of Fire, the Raw exclusive pay-per-view is coming mm-hmm. up this Sunday. Are we going to do a live stream for that? Sure. Okay, cool. Um, so we're going to do that this Sunday. And uh, and so we're going to talk about the go-home show for that. And then we're going to transition over to last night's SmackDown, which I thought was pretty enjoyable. Mm-hmm. But we'll talk about that in a second. First, we're going to talk about Raw. So so show raw cap. You know, I, it's so it's so difficult for me even to have an opinion about if raw was good or bad these days because I think there was some good stuff. Yeah, I always say this. I'm like, there was some good stuff. There's always interesting good stuff. But, but it is. I, look, here, here's my my general impression of raw as it stands right now is that it's I'm the least excited to watch raw of anything. And else. I'll, I will say this after going to the shows this weekend in Long Beach, it was really hard to say. I'm excited for WWE programming right now. Yeah, yeah, It's such a different uh, uh, presentation. It's Mm -hmm. such a different uh, style of wrestling. Yeah. And being in the midst of it in Long Beach, watching New Japan's outstanding product, Mm -hmm. and then have to, you know, sit through three hours of Raw, Mm -hmm. it was a difficult transition. Yeah. By the time I watched SmackDown, it was okay. Yeah, right, right, right. But getting through Raw was a little tough. I SmackDown always feels like a, a breath of fresh air. It does. Raw just, I just get this general idea that it's going to be a slog. And and but even even I mean that being said, I watched and you know for the people out there who don't want me to take shortcuts, I watched all of Raw. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't actually, I didn't even Hulu it. Um, now I got PlayStation View. That's my my primary source of of Raw. Um, so I can I can skip through commercials. I hope that's not too much of a shortcut for people. Well, I do that too. I don't watch any of the commercials. <laughs> Skipping through commercials and recaps. They yeah. can't expect me to watch recaps. Yeah, sometimes I don't even watch the uh, the introductions of the wrestlers. I'll fast forward through those. Oh yeah, I do that sometimes too. I want to watch matches. You know, you know what I did this week? I fast forward through Finn Balor's introduction. I rarely do that. I've never done that before. But I was like, you know what? That's about three minutes of my life that I could be. You Especially know, when it's like. One in the morning, and we want to get this stuff yeah, watched. exactly. Anyways, uh, it kicked off with a very long Enzo Amore promo. But I thought it was pretty good. 
I thought this was the best actual promo of his career because it's the first time that he came out and sort of spoke from the heart as mm-hmm. opposed to did his just sort of improvisational comedy mm-hmm. routine. Um, so, no, I thought it was good. I thought, you know, obviously they have the confidence in Enzo to go out there and cut a promo. I did just think that it was about a minute and a half too long. Well, it was good. Uh, and Like, the first part of it was good. Yeah. He put the mic down. And then uh, remember that he forgot to dropped the something. mic on the word asshole. Casthole. He said asshole. He said casthole. But he put a very slight C at the beginning. Yeah. I was pretty surprised at that. So he dropped the mic and was about to leave. And then he, remember, he, he, he didn't say something that he meant to. So he picked it back up and continued. And it seemed unnecessary. Yeah, I know. It seemed completely unnecessary. Yeah. That was what was weird it about it. It ended on a, on a good punctuation. Yeah. Leave it at that. Yeah. Did you think that was uh, planned? I have no idea. Because I could see, like, them maybe wanting to try to do something that felt organic. You know, like, oh, man, there's I, I've got so much passion right now, I want to keep on talking. And so I'm going to tell them to cut my music again. No, because it works so well how it ended the first time. It should just ended there. No, I'm, look. No, I know what you're, you saying. I I know agree. you're saying. I know what you're saying. I just don't know if that was on purpose. I don't know. It didn't feel organic. It didn't feel <laughs> It did feel like he forgot to say something. Like you said, that really was non-consequential. It really was. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyways, and he did, did he even in that promo say, the, like, okay, so I know in Cass's promo he did uh, afterwards, in his interview afterwards, but did Enzo say we're going to beat each, we're going to face each other out at, at Great Balls of Fire? I remember. It was just a lot. I, I feel like there was not... The the point was sort of beaten to the ground, and it was a singular point that, you know, all these years I've been getting beat up, and Cass has never really had my back when you're supposed to. Yeah. Um, and then they cut to an interview with Cass, and he said, we're gonna, you know, he's going to get his butt kicked at Great Balls of Fire. Yeah. And then out of nowhere, Enzo Amore just, like, came flying through the air. I really hope the more uh, or the longer that Cass is heel, he starts to uh, change something about how he talks mm-hmm. or his presentation. Yeah. Because right now it's... The exact same thing. Yeah, I know. He's I, no more I menacing. Didn't even seem meaner. Yeah. Still seemed like a pretty nice guy. Yeah. He just wears a logo-less shirt. Mm-hmm. So, um, no, I'm with you on that one. Um, you know, when you're a heel, we've said this before, you have the, the leeway. You have the, a bit more freedom to, you know, play play up the villain thing. Yes. You, know? you have more chances to have more fun, potentially. Yeah. Yeah, it just feels like a more freeing uh, character to play, and I feel like he really needs to take advantage of it. Yes. That. A lot of people who sort of flounder as, he, as faces do take advantage of the, of the heel dynamic, and yeah. he needs to do that. He's only, what, two weeks into it? Oh, so. yeah. No, he'll get there. Uh, let's see here. This, uh, this, I don't know how to feel about this. Hmm. We had a tag match up next. Sasha Banks and Bailey versus Nia Jax and Alexa Bliss. Before Bailey even got into the match... Um, no, the match had started. No, I know, but oh, she hadn't yeah. gotten into the match. Okay, yeah. Um, Nia Jax uh, elbowed her, or sorry, kneed her in the head. Yeah, on the outside of the ring. And during commercial, she was led out of the. She was led back to the back. Yeah, which led to Sasha Banks essentially having to wrestle a handicap match. Yes, which she then won. Yes. Um. So she's losing a great balls of oh, fire. Yes. Um. Is this some story with Bailey, or Bailey simply being buried? You think it's that one? Interesting. Well, I mean, it, this is, I'm saying that, uh, keeping in mind what Cage Side Seats said last week, that Bailey yeah. is going to take a step back Yeah. Um, in terms of having a more prominent role on Raw. So, 
I wouldn't be surprised if, like, next week on Raw, she's not even on the show. Yeah, well, you know, again, that number one, they made that, she stole the, the hell out of that, that knee shot mm-hmm. to the head. Mm-hmm. That actually looked kind of brutal. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I hate to be pessimistic about things, but it seems like they're just going to, I mean, it, it wouldn't surprise me to say, hey, we're going to put the pause button in you real quick and just figure this out, mm-hmm. which is probably a better idea yes. than just trying to shoehorn the whole, and, and I'll put it this way, it seems less likely, you know, Cannon Grant had a good point about this. Our good friend O'Cannon yeah. Grant had a great point about this. I didn't even think about it. On Breaking Ground, she had a boyfriend. Yeah, she has a boyfriend now. Yeah, but publicly, on camera, on oh, Breaking yeah, Ground, yeah, yeah, yeah. they showed her boyfriend. Yeah, that's true. And he says he doesn't recall, uh, he said he didn't recall if they literally showed them kissing. Yeah. But you got to figure, like, that would definitely stab deep. I, I you know, I, I, I really don't want to talk about that storyline possibility too much. Because we have zero verification, although some people we didn't we were not aware of the the how good uh, that site was mm-hmm. that we got it from. Mm-hmm. But a couple of our friendos in the comments said they're usually fairly reliable. So I don't know. I'm I'm really hoping that doesn't turn into a thing. Bailey kissing a guy at SummerSlam uh, as her first kiss as being you know accurate. I hope it isn't. Yeah. Um, but this didn't seem to be leading to that. You know what I mean? So hopefully that, that stays that way. Yes, I hope um, so. Sasha looks super strong in this match. Yeah. One with the bank statement. Um, it's the go-home show. She's standing tall, very tall, against two dominant competitors. Yeah, she's going to lose. And she's still going to lose. The match at Great Balls is all going to be about setting up Nia Jax versus Luxa Bliss at SummerSlam, it seems like. But what's your opinion on what's that going to set up for Sasha Banks? It's going to set up something. Yeah, I would hope so. I don't know what. Oh man! Unless they do a triple threat, Bailey goes heel. All right. Next, Kurt Angle's backstage. Braun Strowman comes in and does the. I need competition. Are you Yeah, he describes in wonderful detail what he did to Roman Reigns. Yeah. Um, and Kurt Angle. Uh, he says again that he doesn't think Roman's going to show up. Yeah. He's there tonight, he's not going to show up at Great Balls. But yeah. if he does, he'll do the same to him at Great Balls as he did two weeks ago. Throw yeah. him in the back of the ambulance. It's good stuff. Braun's great. Braun is great. Um, so that sort of set up kind of a main event for the night, a Braun Strowman match with some competition. Yes. Some very some pleasantly surprising competition. Oh, I'm in, I'm in this, man. Yeah, it's I'm great. That stuff. All right. We'll get to that in a second. Um, after that, we had a Samoa Joe Brock Lesnar video package. Yeah, I did watch it. I said I don't watch recaps, but there was some new interview footage in there. Yeah. Was that new stuff? Yeah. All right. And then uh, <coughs> they had some uh, archival uh, photos of Samoa Joe throughout his career, including his Ring of Honor days. Um, not including his total nonstop action True. global force wrestling days. Good point. Yeah. Uh, Cedric Alexander came out and delivered a promo. I like his pro- I liked his promo. I think he'd be great as a heel or yes. as an RVD face of some yes. sort. Um, so I'm kind of reminded of what, one of my favorite wrestlers right now, in ring for sure, and his look, Ricochet. Mm-hmm. On the mic... Not my favorite. It's kind of a weak voice. I mean, it's just his voice. Um, I mean, it shouldn't be a knock against somebody, but when you hear somebody like, shit, I don't know, Seth Rollins can cut out, and these guys can cut a good promo. Uh, Ricochet's voice is just kind of, yeah, sort of like know? Roderick Strong. Yeah. 
Yeah. Although yeah. I think with Strong, it was it, part part of it was his voice, and also he didn't seem comfortable and or convincing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Ricochet seems convincing. He seems convincing. But I know, I know what you mean. He kind of has a weaker voice. Um, Cedric doesn't. Yeah. And so I think Cedric, like, man, I think he's a fantastic wrestler, and they just need to give him. They, they need to move on. Yeah. This, this, this is so long overdone. They need to I move know. on from this Noam Dar stuff. Anyways, he says Noam Dar run on back home to Alicia Fox. Alicia Fox. Comes out. She's returned. She's got the neck brace on still, mm-hmm. though. I like Alicia Fox a lot. Yeah, I just think too. that the, these, this feud needs to be done with, yes. like, yesterday. Um, so Fox tries to interfere on Noam Dar's behalf. Yeah. Instead, uh, Cedric takes advantage, hits Dar with a lumbar check. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's the win. The one thing about that feud that I'm, like, okay with is the fact that Noam Dar... Is selling lumbar checks. Better than anybody. I know. Better than anybody. And this was really relatively not a great sell for him. Right, right, right. pretty good. Yeah. Um, after this, we had... Oh, hold on. Sorry. Cut. So, uh, we got 50 patrons watching right now. Julian Morris just said, I love when, he, when Steve does Canon Grant's imitation. Steve. Steve, listen. Bailey had a boyfriend on Breaking Ground. I don't remember seeing them kiss, but you think they had to have done it. Ha, <laughs> ha, Oh, damn it. Oh, man. We've got great friendos. We do. We really do. Uh, All right. Then we had a Miz TV segment with the Miz Tourage, Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel. Bo looked awesome in his suit and bandana combo. And and one glove. Oh, man. Who is that guy? That's fantastic. Make him a Wyatt yesterday. Um, Curtis Axel looked very business casual. Uh, Anyways, Miz, number one, makes a point to run down LeVar Ball. So, you know, Vince said... (sighs) Go run them down out there. Well, then also Ambrose referred to that segment last week at the train wreck. Yeah, yeah. So you got you got to appreciate that. Uh, but anyway, Dean Ambrose or uh, Miz. Uh, I watched this. Didn't Miz make another good point during his promo? Did he? Oh Probably. yeah, he, he called Ambrose out for being wacky. Oh, did he? Yeah. Okay. So I wasn't paying that. He said, he said of all the all the members of the Shield that Dean had the most potential. Yeah. But as a singles competitor. He's just wacky, essentially. Oh, that's hilarious. Miz is like going in wrong, Mark. I know. What was up with you hanging out backstage with uh, Alexa Oh, I know. Bliss? That was that when someone tweeted that at, at us, that blew my mind. Very tall Larson. Because I, I didn't really notice that aspect of it first because it was dead on you. Yeah. But then you turn around and walk away and you have tall man lumber. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, my God, Larson's like seven, seven feet tall now. He's like 6'5". Yes. Good for him. Um. So anyway, it's confirmed. Low-level rider right there. Uh, let's see here. Uh, so, okay, so Dean Ambrose comes down and he says, I want to fight you for the IC title. And I don't want to wait for great balls. I want to do it now. Yeah. Heath Slater comes out. And I love Heath Slater when he gets on the mic. He said, I've never had a shot at a singles title. I've been here for eight years. And I want my shot at the IC title. And I want it now. Because he pinned the Miz, I He think. was the last person to pin Miz in that tag match. Yeah. And so uh, Dean Ambrose says, uh, you know, Take a number, get in the back of the line, and then... Uh, and Kurt Angle came out. Yeah, Angle comes out. And he... Well, Miz says he'll defend against Dean at Great Balls. Yeah. And then... Uh, uh, Angle sets up the match. Yeah. In the immediate, he says, Dean will have his Intercontinental title shot at Great Balls. However, Miz will defend it right now against uh, Heath Slater. Crowd was this was this was a high point of the, of yeah. the of and the, the show. match was really good. The match was really good. The crowd was super behind Heath Slater. Um, His promo was pretty good too. You know, man, I still have some hope. I still have some hope for. I feel like Heath Slater might be 
two injuries for other wrestlers away from a, a mid card push. If, like, for example, if Apollo Cruz, God forbid, gets injured, I could see Heath Slater, like you know, with Rhino along in, in tow, maybe being a Titus Brand signing. I could see something like that and having some amount of success. I yeah. want to see that. Probably not going to happen, but he's still in the game. He is. He's still there. So I like that. And this is probably one of the better matches he's put on in a long time. I mean, you know, once uh, if, if Great Balls, and I don't know that it will be because they seem to love Miz versus Dean Ambrose. If Great Balls is the final chapter for Miz Ambrose. It has to be, I would think. I would hope. I would love to see Heath Slater up against Miz. I, there's nothing to indicate that that would be the case mm-hmm. beyond the fact that he's sort of milling about there now. I would love to see that. I think that would be great. Yes. So. Yes. And people would pop for that. Oh, I think so, too. Bring back the I Got Kids angle. That'd be oh, great. No, he mentioned that. He did. Promo, yeah. He did, yeah. Um, so, uh, The Miz was not in his wrestling gear. He was wearing an immaculate suit. white suit. And so, he wrestled in that suit. Correct. But he did have the fore, uh, foresight to put on his wrestling boots before going out there for his promo. That was good, because you never know what's going to happen exactly. in WWE. So, anyways, during the course of this match, The Miz split his pants. Yes. That was pretty funny. It was funny. <laughs> but anyway, it was, it was a really good match. A lot of good back and forth. Um, uh, the Miz Taraj, Bo Dallas, Curtis Axel mm-hmm. got involved. They yes. attacked Rhino, beat him up, and that distracted uh, Slater. Yeah. Um, and then the Miz takes the opportunity to hit Slater with the skull-crushing finale. Correct. the win. Yeah. Uh, Ambrose comes to the ring. Miz Taraj beats him up. Miz hits Ambrose with the skull-crushing finale. Mm-hmm. So Miz stood tall, yeah. Ambrose getting that Intercontinental title back. I think this is one case where the math seems wonky. I mean, I haven't looked at the heel face, the, the evening, yeah. evening out of things, um, although sometimes that math is wonky too. But yeah, everything's been pretty heel heavy. I, I really feel like Miz, Miz is kind of the, the Neville of the Intercontinental situation. He's too good right now. And I don't. I I think that the the knock on Dean for being lazy, which I think is an unfair knock. Yeah. I think that's real backstage. Yeah, it feels be. real backstage. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I don't think he's done anything to get himself out of that position. That's me completely just speculating. But I kind of feel like if you're backstage, you're really really liking what the Miz is doing, and you can give or take what Dean Ambrose mm-hmm, is doing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like that as a fan. Yeah. So, um, next, moving on. Oh, this is great. Titus O'Neil, Apollo Crews backstage. It was fantastic. It was it was great, man. Titus O'Neil. I love I love I love a lot about this. I love how they've transitioned Titus O'Neil. I mean, come on, man. He was the like the the instigator for the main event. Um, he comes up to Apollo Crews. Apollo Crews is looking at a I would imagine looking at a picture of his newborn child on his phone. Although that wasn't confirmed. Um, Titus O'Neil comes in says, um, you know, I got a, I got a good deal. He says, Braun Strowman's looking for competition. He says, in any day of the week, I'd go out there and shut him up. But I think Apollo Crews can't lose. Mm-hmm. And uh, Apollo Crews, at first, a little hesitant, saying, you a newborn, man. That's a freaking monster. Tyson Hill said, yeah, but just imagine one day sitting there with your kid, and you can tell her the story about how you took down the monster. Yep. It was great. It was fantastic. It was fantastic. This is organic storytelling. It was really good. Um, <coughs> so, uh, that uh, set up our main event. Yes. Uh, then we had a Gold Dust promo where he debuted his uh, latest picture, The Shattered Truth, which was just a highlight reel of him 
I think, attacking our truth. The previous it's kind week. of like dramatic music that you might have heard from like a silent film. Yeah. Because like it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> music changes with the scene changes. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, it's kind of stupid. Comes back out from from it, and then uh, our truth uh, attacks behind him, yeah, and then attacks him. So I imagine we're getting them at Great Balls. I would think so. Probably confirmed. I don't think it's been announced yet. How is that not the pre-show? And how is the cruiserweight title in the pre-show? I don't know. What is that all about? Don't you don't know. need to. You don't need to sell this for pay-per-view people. Like this is on the network, man. I don't know why they would and do that. Add an extra twenty minutes to the show. I mean, at least make me believe that Tazawa was going to get the title. We put it in the pre-show. That ain't going to happen. Yep. Next, Kurt Angle backstage. Um, Cesaro and Sheamus approach him. You know, I hate their jackets, man. Yeah, I don't like them either. I hate their jackets. But I think I think they jumped the shark for me when Sheamus put on an Obey patch. And I'm a big fan of Shepard Fairey. I like his design aesthetic. Um, but, like, uh, it just, it looked, I don't like, I don't know, it was just cheesy. Mm-hmm. I don't like what you roam into Tilly's mm-hmm. and get that patch. I know. Oh, look at that patch, fella. I know. You know Obey. You know. Do you think uh, do you think Seamus knows who uh, Shepard Ferry is? That is a good question. I don't know. I don't know either. He might be might be savvy to the design world. Could be. I don't know. Yeah, it could be. How great were those Andre the Giant has a posse? I know. Things. Those were cool. I know. I wish they'd bring those back. I know. Um, so, anyways, uh, it was during this uh, segment that it was announced that uh, Seamus and Cesaro will take on the Hardys in an Iron Man match. Good. Good. Yeah. Good idea. I like Iron that. Iron Man match. A great balls of fire. I like that. <laughs> Jason McCabe in chat says. I love I love the jackets. I need to keep adding things to them. I don't like that, Jason. I don't want them to keep. I want them to take the jacket. They they're so bulky and know, big. Like these I are know. meaty men. I man, know. these are muscular men. I don't like it. Don't like it. Anyways, uh, Iron Man match, great balls. That's cool. Yeah, that's that good. A lot of fun. That should be a lot of fun. I feel like all these guys have good chemistry. Why not keep this going? Um, I don't think the Hardys are going to win that, right? I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't know. We'll find out on count on this week. Yes, we will. Uh, next, Seth Rollins uh, beat Kurt Hawkins in about six seconds. How long it takes to do a uh, Rollins finisher and get, get, a, three, get a three, pin, <laughs> three count on the pin? Did you, did you see when I tweeted uh, to, what's his face, Corey Graves? Yes. How do you like my new name for Seth Rollins finisher? Um, Henny Rollins. It's not the easiest pun. It's not. It's terrible. Roll off the tongue. Henry Rollins. Yeah. Get it? I do get like it. Henry Rollins. No, I get it. Seth Rollins. Henry Rollins. It's a bit much, though. Yeah. It's a good try, but... You think uh, Rollins is a Black Flag fan? Yeah, I think he, he adopted that last name after him. Oh, Rollins. no kidding, really? Yeah, oh, I didn't know. I, I wonder. Wikipedia, at least. Oh, nice. Where did the Seth come from? I don't remember. I don't know either. Um, anyways, yeah. So, this was not a match. This was Kurt Hawkins. He ran his mouth. Seth Rollins took the mic from him and said, shut up. And then they rang the bell, and then it was a knee rainmaker. Yeah. Did we Wait, did that have a name? I thought I heard it was called the Ripcord, but the commentary, uh, commentary team has been referring to it as that. They've been, they have not been referring to it no. as that? I think I heard that once. Yeah. I don't, so know, I don't think it has a name yet. I don't know. Uh, let's see here. Uh, um, of course, then after that, oh, so, oh sorry, uh, Seth... Picks up the mic, drops a promo. Yeah. Talking about Bray Wyatt. Yeah. And then I think Bray Wyatt showed up on the Titantron, right? Or did I imagine that? Uh, or did I, no. Did, did I anticipate that? Dude, no. You ent- I, I was like fast forwarding. Okay, I'm sorry. I totally just gave it away. What? Totally fast forward through Seth Rollins' promo. Because he wasn't. Dude, he wasn't going to say anything. I was going to stop when the screen went black and Bray Wyatt was going to show up. And that didn't happen. So I was like, I mean. What, okay, so let me guess. He talked about Bray Wyatt 
being a false god or something, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. being just a man, and he's going to, you know, beat him with great balls of fire. Yeah, a decent yeah, enough okay. yeah. yeah, there you go, Ben. I mean, really. That was, I, didn't even, I don't think I even meant for that to be a shortcut. I think I started fast-forwarding through the replay, which is like 30 seconds long. Yeah. And I just kept going, and I was like, I'll just get to the Bray part. And even that I really don't want to get to. But I saw, like, a gif of him in the desert. Somebody on Twitter made a crack. Oh, look, it's exactly Bray Wyatt. He's in the middle of nowhere. (laughs) What a perfect metaphor for his time in the desert. Yeah, that's pretty good. Anyways, (laughs) what do you think about this uh, Brock Lesnar Samoa Joe interview? A little wonky. It was, at first. Not a great go-home segment. It wasn't, but I... you know, I would have preferred Purple Face Lesnar for the go Samoa play. Joe did his best to add some intensity to the segment. No, he did. I feel like... I just don't feel Lesnar kind of laughing Joe off, especially what happened the previous two weeks. Yeah, right. wasn't the right response. Yeah, I know. Because, I mean, granted, this might just be uh, Lesnar's limitations as an actor. He didn't. It didn't feel like false confidence. Yeah. If that had been how it portrayed, it might have been interesting. Yeah. Um, I feel like Lesnar knew he was going to win... Didn't see Joe as anybody in the back thought would beat Lesnar. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah. it, it kind of telegraphed things a little bit. But then at the same time, like, Lesnar, you know, I mean, yeah, he was WWE first. But then, like, in the MMA world, I feel like that would be his... Re- I'll put it this way. I feel like Lesnar was, was responding as if we were in the MMA world, like a real-world situation, and I felt like Samoa Joe was in a really cool Tarantino flick. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how I felt, and those don't mesh at all. Yeah, it was interesting just how they, they photographed each... Subject yeah, to even Joe, I think, was lit like he was telling yeah, us really a bedtime dramatic, story. Yeah, really Yeah, exactly. Whereas Lesnar's interview was pretty uh, uh, typical. Jack Dolan in chat says, I don't blame you for fast-forwarding Seth's promo. Thank you, Jack. I've got one. It wasn't you. anything special. Yeah. Um, but, but, yeah, I, you know, I like I like Joe going through the arena trying to find Brock. No, I like that. That's all good stuff. That was different. But, you're, you're like, to set it up, to set it up, it felt like, Lesnar wasn't. It felt like Lesnar wasn't selling the match. Yeah, that's what it felt like, you know. Yeah. And I don't know why there. There was. I didn't see like a point. Did 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 Michael Cole say anything to kick it off? Yeah, he did. But then there was no intervention after that. Not that I recall. I don't no. think there was. It was just back and forth between Joe and Brock. I, I thought it was an interesting choice to have Brock do. All his own talking. Oh, I was fine with that. Yeah, yeah, I was fine. He with did. That. A, he did a decent enough job. Yeah, it just felt like he was he was barking and Brock Lesnar was laughing it off, and that's not great for like you said tension. Yeah. You know, I feel like that might have sh- that should have been like last week, and then this week we should have got the purple face Lesnar, mm-hmm. the unnaturally purple face mm-hmm. Lesnar, which I can talk about all day long. Mm-hmm. So weird. Agreed. Yeah. Um, anyways, yeah. So oh, no, sorry. Joe, like you said, Joe took off his mic. He went searching for Lesnar. The the referees and the production people had to like hold him back, or yeah. the agents had to pull, hold him back because he eventually found Lesnar. And Lesnar just kind of laughed it off, and he laughed it off again. Which, if it was kind of false confidence, mm-hmm. could have been interesting, but didn't seem that way. Right. Uh, next up, we had Neville versus Mustafa this Ali. Was great. Yeah, it was a really good match. This was a really good match, and then Neville uh, he wins with the rings of Saturn, and afterwards he won't let go. Right. And this is actually a really well directed uh, part of the show because they went to close up of Neville as he was like losing his mind, mm. stretching. Ustaf Ali with the rings of Saturn. Yeah. No, it was cool. I it really was like anger that. and intensity. I thought this thing might have been able to use. So I want a little bit more integration between the two shows. Maybe a little chunk of Drew Gulak there. I don't know. I don't know. 
Mustafa Ali's in the middle of something with Drew Gulak. No, I know. But then, uh, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I like this as a, a quality showcase, especially for Mustafa Ali. It's a good point. Good point. Because this is actually, like, this whole match. Probably would have been too much. Fast pace. Yeah. Well, the, especially the first half where Mustafa Ali kind of had the upper hand. Yeah. Fast pace, a lot of high-risk moves. And then once Neville got control, it was just, he just overpowered him. He got a hell of a, he's a hell of a wrestler, that Mustafa Ali. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he's really good. He's good. I love, man, I have to, I have to watch um, last week's 205. No, wait, did I? No. No, I didn't. I have to watch last week's, wait, did I? We didn't do a recap, so probably not. Probably not. I have to watch last week's. Yeah, it was good. I love Drew Gulak. He's yeah. so good. I didn't watch NXT. I need to watch that. Oh, one. you didn't we, watch it? We got it. No, I've been waiting to watch that. We got it. We're gonna talk about that. Yeah, yeah I rewatched it. Yeah, okay. I'm not. Okay, I will. I got two hours. I got so much to watch. Tonight. Yeah, we got a lot of wrestling to watch. All right. Uh, Next, let's see Bray Wyatt in the desert. No oh, man, in the middle of nowhere, man. Oh my god. Oh, Seth Rollins, man. Oh my god. I don't know if he was just hot or something, but he didn't seem really into this whole thing. No, why would he be? He's in the middle of the desert, and they have a bunch of GoPro shots. I know. I don't know, man. It's over-edited, overproduced. I don't like it. Just let him talk. But it, it seemed like to me like the director told him, okay, you know, do the Bray Wyatt thing, but just stare in the camera and don't do anything with your hands. Yeah. Because I mean, he just stood there with his arms at his, his side, and that's not how the general premise. The promos. The general premise is fine. If you're going to have him in the middle of the desert, make that be a point. Yeah, because what he was saying had nothing to do with him being a desert. He was right. saying that he was everywhere. Yeah. That everything that's happened on Raw since he arrived, yeah. he was somehow a part of. You know what I should have done? He says, I'm everywhere. Um, Lacey this morning was looking on Reddit. There is a guy who took a picture of himself every day for 10 years, and then he like did a thing, mm-hmm. and it's all like him walking around different places. But that's what that's what it looks no, like. No, they should have done is, is have... They should have emulated that. Yeah, but have him say one sentence and cut to a different location. Right, exactly. But, like, really bad green screen. Okay. <laughs> like the moon's behind him. Mm-hmm. But he's unfortunately wearing a little chunk of green, so then it, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah flying too. through space. <laughs> All that. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, man. I'm in the desert, man. I'm so thirsty, man. I forgot to bring him. Thing of water. What do you call those things? Canteen? Yeah. Where's my canteen, man? Anyways, Alexa Bliss gave an interview with Larson in the background. It was weird. That was weird. I was distracted by yeah. that. But I, I Charlie no was... Char- I, have, I have no idea what Alexa said because I was staring at my doppelganger. Yeah, it was weird. Charlie was being very confrontational. She said because she was like, uh, what's the deal with Sasha Banks beating both of you guys tonight? And then uh, Alexa Bliss said, that's your question? She said, that's fine. Uh... You know, I let her win to give her a false sense of security, which, A, why would you now be saying that? And uh, and then Charlie said, she said, I don't think anybody's going to believe that. And I was like, whoa, you, that is not your job to be, like, confrontational like that, Hard-hitting man. questions, Steve. Ask the questions. And nobody does hard-hitting questions, man. They should have Mike Rome. Mike cracks me up. Is that his name, Mike Rome? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He cracks me up because he always seems so timid. Yeah. He's like... He's like that. It's like that was like one of the best things. Like when uh, our buddy, I don't name his name, but our buddy who worked for a basketball team used to interview people in the locker room, and we used to lose a lot. <laughs> Just be so awkward. How do you ask people like, "Yeah, why are you guys losing all the time?" Anyways, um, what was I talking about? Oh, yeah, then we had Finn Balor versus Cesaro. Oh, yeah, so earlier Cesaro told Kurt Angle that he wanted Finn Balor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a long episode of Raw. Um, 
and uh, and so we had Finn Balor versus Zoro. This is a cool. I mean, you know, for being on, you know, buried in Raw, this is a pretty decent match. Yeah, it's a decent match. Yeah, Finn Balor and Cesaro in there together. You're gonna have a cool match. Did you see Okada was there? Yeah, that was rad. Yeah, that was cool. Uh, Hardy Boys are on commentary. Not on TV. On Finn Balor's Instagram backstage. Yeah, uh, Hardy Boys are on commentary. Decent enough match to get all like the time. Matt really is just like trying his damnedest not to be broken, but he so wants to do it. I know. Because like his vocabulary is a bit on the broken side. Mm-hmm. The way he talks like this, you know, yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. just. Mm, still wants to do it. Ooh, he's close, man. He's close. Um, uh, the Drifter shows up. Oh, yeah. Try to distract Balor. Like, yeah, man. Give me Drifter Balor any day. Um, the Hardys come down the ringside area. Yep. Uh, to even the odds. Yep. Um, Finn manages to win with a coup de gras. Yep. Decent match. Yep. I, can, I don't remember if, I'm assuming it's the case that Finn, uh, uh, director is going to happen in Great Balls, but I'm going to read on the card. That should. I mean, there's all these matches. I'm surprised. I'm shocked, honestly, that. Unless I just missed them. Yeah. No, it's not listed. Neither is Gold Dust or Truth. That's weird. That was a little weird. Jameson, Cesaro. That's going to be added. That'll be added today. I would think so. Uh, let's see here. Then we had, oh, Braun Strowman came to the ring, delivered a promo, talked crap about Roman Reigns. Yeah. Um, then uh, Titus O'Neil comes out and announces his opponent, uh, Braun Strowman's opponent for the night is Apollo Crews. Got a good pop. Um, this, is a, this is a cool match. I mean, it was, look, Apollo did what he could. Um, there was, the, when, the, when the match turned, it was when Apollo Crews is going to go for his standing moonsault. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And Braun just kicked him. And kicked him. And he went Out of the air. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. Like, the level of coordination there seems insane, mm-hmm. you know, for it to be that smooth. Like, I think uh, our friend O'Pulse put up a gif of that, and I literally just watched it over Oh, me too. It was fantastic. Um, anyways, Braun did the thing where he wanted to not just win, but punish Apollo Crews. So he gave him three power slams. Um, each one easily could have been a finish. Yes. He would pick him back up. Well, you go for the He'd pin. He'd go for the pin, yeah, that's two right. Count, yeah. Pick him back up and then power slam again. Um, after the match, uh, Titus comes in the ring. Mm-hmm. Braun power slams him too. Right. And then Braun picks up Apollo Crews, carries him to the ambulance and puts him inside mm-hmm. and then slaps the back of the ambulance saying, you know, to tell to drive off. It doesn't, so he goes to investigate. And uh, he looks at the window and can't see anything, opens the door, and uh, Roman Reigns is now an ambulance driver. I was shocked, beyond shocked and surprised that that was the case. Like. I know. <laughs> so they fight a bit. Reigns spears Strowman off the stage. Yeah, um, Strowman kind of moderately no-sells it. And so the end of Raw, uh, Strowman's getting up from a, a spear. And I believe uh, Reigns is kind of thinking to himself, how is that possible? Yeah. That's how Ryan did. Yeah. So no one really stood tall. Well, guess what, Reigns? You're going to go over at Great Balls, and you're going to go over at SummerSlam. Probably and probably. Universal Champion. And probably. Uh, let's talk about that really quick. Okay. I know we should keep it for Great Balls, but uh, this is the, the raw recap portion of Super Show today. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty much on board with Roman Reigns winning the Universal title at SummerSlam. I feel... Here, here's my thing. Maybe... Maybe risking having Brock Lesnar beat all of your main event guys over the next, what is it, seven months? Yeah. Over the next seven months, maybe they realize mm, all four 
the prospect of Roman Reigns not being over as Universal Champion. That's like worst case scenario. And you've had the monster beat all your big guys, like Finn Balor, Smojo. I mean, he's going to be Seth. Smojo. Yeah. Seth. Yeah. Maybe they think that's maybe not a great idea. Seth, especially. Seth should. He should be like the standard bearer for the Universal Championship. Yes. Um, and so I'm thinking they're just going to pull the trigger at SummerSlam and save the other guys the hassle of getting paid. I would hope so. I'd hope that'd be their rationale. I don't know if it is. Yeah, I know. I think they're more worried about ratings. I know. I think that's like too much my rationale and not theirs. Yeah, I think yeah, so I too. Agree. Yeah. Um, and I would assume that if, if Roman does win, he's going to hold it through or at least have it back by the time of next year's WrestleMania so he can face John Cena. Yeah. Which I would actually like to see that match. That'd be an interesting uh, match to watch and see how the crowd reacts to it. Yeah, man. Absolutely. I'll see that. I'll yeah. watch that. Me too. All right. Well, while we're talking about John Cena, let's move on to our SmackDown recap. Why don't because we? kicking off SmackDown, John Cena return. I thought it was a fun episode of SmackDown again. Yeah. SmackDown rarely has a bad episode or one that I'm bored with watching. This was cool. John Cena came out, delivered a promo, basically said... He's um, not a part-timer. He's an all-timer. Yeah, he said, that's why I can be on Monday Night Raw, SmackDown, et cetera, et cetera. He said he's going to fight everybody, named off a, a long list of all the main guys. Culminating with Roman Reigns. Mm-hmm, that's right. So, teasing it already. Kind of telegraphing your spot there. It's going to happen. Yeah. Um, yeah, he said, like you said, he said, I'm an all-timer. Um, and then he said, what, God, he said something else. He said, uh, oh, yeah, that's why he said, he said, yeah, my time, if my time here in the WWE is limited, I'm going to go everywhere and you know, rattle off those names. Yes. Yeah. And then that brought out Rusev. Machka. Who eventually, who originally, he got like a big pop yeah. on his music, but then, you know, the crowd so easily fell into the anti-American rhetoric. He says, and I was like, man, Bulgaria sounds cool. On their Independence Day, they, like, march, apparently. And I like, you know, and they cut to that dude in the crowd wearing nothing but the American flag. <laughs> I don't know, man. That's just not me. Like, I love America, but, man, <laughs> you know, I'd rather on Independence Day, I'd rather do something cool like March, too, than just sit around and eat hot dogs. I can eat hot dogs anytime. No, I know. I want to drink beer, too. Yeah. You know, I know. I'm with that. I'm just saying, how cool as a country would we be if, like, on 4th of July, we, like, did something cool like March? I don't know where. I don't know how. But then, like, the next day, we ate hot dogs. Like, two, took two days off. Okay. I'm, I'm on board with that. First day is, yeah, we're asserting our independence. Second day, all right, let's kick back, have some beers, and have some hot dogs. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. Two days off I can get with so Rusev came down and did his whole shit. Well, he said, you know, the, they've been advertising Cena's return for two months, yeah. as he put it. Where's my advertisements for my return? Yeah. Um, and uh, Cena said, okay, well, let's have a match right here tonight. And Rusev said no. Um, and eventually, uh, later in the show, it was announced that at Battleground, we will get Rusev versus Cena again. Yeah. Uh, Jack Dolan made another point here in chat. He says they do have parades on the fourth. So I mean, we did see people marching. Yeah, I thought that. Yeah. I thought about mentioning that, but I didn't. But I mean, you know, that's not that's a, that's hokey. Um, I don't like marching. We descend on things. <laughs> I don't know. We're going to descend on. Anyways, I don't know either, man. Yeah, it'd be kind of weird. Uh, anyways, so yeah, Rusev, John Cena. That was cool. Later on, it was announced that we're going to get a Rusev John I Cena. Really just said that a Rusev John Cena flag match. No, we're not going to get that. That's what. Cena challenged him to last night in SmackDown, and Rusev said no. Yeah, Daniel Bryan said that's going to happen. Though. Oh, I didn't notice the stipulation was added to the battleground match. Um, flag match. I didn't notice that. Yeah. 
Okay, so it is happening, but just not. Definitely happening. Uh, let's see here. Then Daniel Bryan was backstage with Chad Gable, who had um, somebody noted this on Twitter as well. They put a, a side-by-side image of Chad Gable and a Cheeto next to each other. Mm-hmm. He had that mm-hmm. weird orange mm-hmm. pattern texture shirt. Yes. See, look, flag match right there. Yeah, no, I see it now. Yeah. Um, and then AJ Styles came in, and Daniel Bryan was like, you know, Kevin Owens has a point. He says, Kevin Owens has a point. Oh, yeah, that he's beaten both of you recently, so yeah. uh, you have to fight for a spot in the Independence Day Battle Royal happening later Look, in the show. Look, Daniel Bryan, if all you want is to see AJ Styles and Chad Gable fight, then you can do that and still put them both in the Battle Royal. And also, if, if anybody that Kevin Owens has ever beat should not be in that battle royal. Then why was Sami Zayn in it? Yeah, I know exactly. Kevin Owens beat Sami Zayn several times. Yeah, um, but the cool thing is that was just like I said, probably just an excuse to get AJ Styles versus Chad Gable. Phenomenal match, really good match. Uh, I just wish that more of it actually happened during the broadcast. Yeah, I know because this I actually did see on Hulu. Stupid enough, you know they don't. That's a major problem. Because I heard cool stuff happen during commercials. Yeah. Um, and so I might have to go back and rewatch this match on PlayStation. You know, I appreciate, TV, the fact, commercials. I appreciate the fact that you're trying to get more of the show on TV. And it's always the wrong stuff. Well, well that. I, I but also, it's, about. it's just it's, it's distracting to try to watch a match with no commentary in a small little screen. Yeah. While the rest of the screen is dominated by an ad. And know. that's the audio that's playing. It's damned if you do, damned if you don't. What do you think about, uh, feels like they want to go all in on Chad Gable. It does. I love Chad Gable, man. Yeah, he's real good. Um, I like Jason Jordan, too. I would love to see Jason Jordan as a jealous heel. They pushed Chad Gable. I mean, Jason Jordan made it into the, the Battle Royal, yeah. He actually was in the Battle Royal, yeah. yeah. Um, he was eliminated during a commercial break. Oh. Okay. A lot of people were. Yeah, okay. That's a bummer. Um, so, no, I'd, I'd love to see a program with these two. Um Chad Gable, he's got he's gonna be a face man. Mm-hmm. He's so he's so he's got that like Dennis the Menace face. You know, he's got like mischievous guy that you that yeah. He's like early Jericho. Kind I could of. see Chris uh, Chris. Sorry, <laughs> he's mentioned Jericho. Uh, Chad Gable is a good heel though too. Yeah, me too. I know, I know. He could be the guy who can just run circles around people in the ring and man, he's super arrogant about just it. Just flip and push him, dude. Get it. Yeah, but he'd have to be on the mic. It'd have to be a Jericho thing. He could be yeah. Jericho, yeah. man. He can be Jericho. Yes. Anyway. So, yeah, AJ picks up the win with a phenomenal form, but as you mentioned, really good match. Yeah. Great showing from uh, Chad Gable. Correct, Amundo. Uh, we had Hype Bros backstage with a very pensive. Yeah, Mojo was going into his, his, his luggage, and, and on top of it was a uh, Hype Bro shirt that he picked up. And he was kind of being, uh, I don't know, uh, upset about how things went down last week where they didn't win their match. Yeah. And then Zack Ryder comes in and is trying to be like, hey, it's cool, man. We're in the Battle Royal tonight. Yeah. So don't worry about yeah. it. Yeah. And then Mojo said, you have something to worry about because I won the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. But then he's all clowning around. He's yeah. joking with him. So it looks like we're getting, <laughs> number one, it doesn't look like Zack Ryder's going to be the one being heel. Nope, we're going to get a heel Mojo Raleigh. How weird is that? It's going to be interesting. Hey, man, you know what, though? Anything they throw Mojo so far, he's really killed. Yeah, I know. So if this allows him to stand out from the pack enough that they actually feature him yeah. in some manner, yeah. as opposed to just, you know, happy he, uh, happy face Mojo, I'm, I'm going to be into it. I yeah. like it. I thought he had a good stern face. He did. Um, during this segment. Um, Next, 
Carmella, James Ellsworth comes to the ring for a promo. I love these two men. Yeah, they're so good. They're they're the they're they're the perfectly packaged heel team. Mm-hmm. God, they're so good. Mm-hmm. Um, so long as they come down, Naomi comes down because uh, Carmella cuts a really great promo about being Miss Money in the Bank. Um, Naomi comes down. I love Naomi. Yeah. This was a, this oh, was the a belt one. looks great now. With this the was a great episode for Naomi. Yes. The belt, like you said, looks like a million bucks with those LEDs. Oh, my gosh. That was fantastic. Again, something we said a while ago. It should have happened. Um, but, again, evidently you're backstage, or at least a tall version of you. Yes. Oh, that's weird. Alternate dimension Larson is back there. I guess so. How did he rip through our, our space time? I don't know. Okay. Maybe it, maybe it's top notch. Something to look at. Oh, goodness gracious. You looking forward to shower me with gold? The pay-per-view, not some extracurricular activity you might be taking I part mean, in. I like playing video games sometimes, so I guess so. Yeah, it's pretty fun. Uh, let's see here. So they, uh, Naomi comes down, and she talks some trash to Carmella, and then she uh, says... Uh, she introduces... Uh, I'm not the only one who has words for you. Yes, Daniel Bryan. He comes out very upset with James Ellsworth. Oh, this is great. So he finds them. Mm-hmm. $10,000. Suspends them for 30 days without pay. Yeah. And then uh, kicks them out of the arena. And says, if you break any of the rules that I've laid out, I am stripping Carmella of her money in the bank. Briefcase, contract, whatever. And then Carmella, understanding the... The, the, the gravity of the, the situation. Gravity of the situation uh, ushers... Ellsworth the hell out of there. So this is going to be fun to see what happens 30 days from now, which who knows what that's going to be. When is Battleground? Um, end of this month. Okay, so he's probably not going to be back for that. No, he'll be he, back for Okay, uh, let me ask you this, August though. 4th. Are we going to see perhaps like a masked Ellsworth? Oh, for sure. <laughs> okay. Without a doubt. All right, great. Uh, let's um, see here. This led right into a match between Naomi and Lana. This was cool, man. I like it. It wasn't much of a match. No, man. She like immediately uh, got her into a, into a submission. Feel the glow. Feel the glow. And Lana tapped out immediately. Immediately. Tamina comes in. Uh, Lana's basically crying, looking like she's been victimized by Naomi. Tamina comes in, sort of holds Naomi at bay, saying, you know, give her, her space. Tell Lana, come with me. Come with me. You'll come with me to the Muscle Eisley Space Bar. Tamina is going to teach Lana how to wrestle. You must. What That's what it? I got. Did uh, you did you interpret that another way? What was Obi Wan's line? Uh, wretched hive of scum Scum's and villainy. Villainy. We must be cautious. We must be cautious. Yeah. What now? Tamina is going to teach Lana how to wrestle, right? <laughs> I think so. Yeah. <laughs> That's good, man. No, it is Tamina. Good. They're using Lana. I'm down with that. Are we going to get some Rocky esque? Montages? One could hope. You should hope. I would think so. That'd be rad. That would be cool. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, next, um, Shinsuke Nakamura is about to be interviewed by Renee. No. Was it Renee Young? Whatever. He's about to be interviewed. Yeah. Uh, Baron Corbin attacks him nearly immediately. Yeah. Baron Corbin is losing a lot of his hair. Um, very quickly. Yes. <laughs> um, so they fight a little yeah, bit. He had a goofy shirt on, too. Yeah. He needs to stick to, like, metal shirts. He does. Like, there's a, like, when I was at uh, Vans the other day, my niece picked out one of those, like, short sleeve button-up shirts with, like, the goofy patterns on it. Look, man, I might not be too old for a Thrasher shirt, but I'm too old for that. I can't, I can't pull okay. that off, you know? Yeah. It's not my thing. So they brawl. It's not really Baron Corbin's thing, either. No. No, no. no. So they <laughs> brawled for a little bit. Uh, no one really gained the upper hand, I don't think. Yeah. Apparently, they're going to have a match at Battleground. Um, you think it's going to be for the contract? No, it's too early for that. Yeah. All right. Um, after that, early fun segment. This was great. 
This is fantastic. We had the Usos in the New Day in a rap battle hosted by Wale. Our friendo Wale, yes. friend of the show. Yes. He did a great job. He did fantastic. He was the perfect level of credibility, of staying out of the way, and providing some decent comedy relief. Yes. Like his commentary was, it was sparse but effective. Yes, very much so. <laughs> I thought it was good. You know, obviously the dude is very comfortable in front of large crowds. Yes. Being a Grammy winner, platinum artist, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Apparently also, latest signee to Titus yes, Worldwide. That. See that? Awesome. <laughs> That's great. So good for Wale, man. It was it was great. And this was this segment was a blast. Um so uh yeah, you know, it's a rap battle. So number one, uh uh the Usos came down with their own posse, I guess. Well both teams did. <laughs> oh yeah. They did. That's right. Um, yeah, the Usos came down. <laughs> that dude in the that dude in the unicorn outfit with the new day yeah, back there. Yeah, I was I dying. Know, I know he was great. That guy was hilarious. <laughs> Idiots. Um, oh, and the new day looked like a million trillion oh, bucks, and it was like you know the red, white, and blue getup. Yeah. Oh, that was fantastic. Um, yeah, this was really fun. Yeah, Usos totally won this too with that one line yep. about Kofi. Uh, no, Xavier Woods. No, no, no. He he said. Uh, sorry, he said Big E or Kofi, uh, keep this PG if you could. Just don't get rated R like your boy Xavier Woods. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah. Xavier no, Woods I know. It was, it, was, it, was, it was aimed at Xavier Woods. I was just trying to remember the actual line. Oh, that was good. That was good. And the crowd. And the funny thing is, at the end, when Wale DQ'd the Usos. Number one, the Usos clearly won that. In the in the I'm you know you listen you listen to hip hop I listen to a little bit of hip hop I don't know much about that but I do know a winner and a loser when I see it the Usos totally won yeah they had and while I made this point he says you guys are twins you have the same brain it's kind of a disadvantage for the new day um, and and the funny thing is at the end when Wale DQ'd the Usos uh, for like you know for attacking for attacking the new day, the yeah. new day he declared the new day the winners. Wasn't it wasn't all cheers for the new day. I think the crowd understood that the Usos won that. Yeah, that was good. That was so good. What a great segment. Yeah, that was it was fun. fun. It wasn't too long. No. It wasn't cringy. No, that's kind of the danger of that, though. Like you know, that's kind of a ballsy move. Like you can have like a Bailey. This is your life, and it's crap. Yeah, I, know, I know. This could have easily been crap, but they came up with some really clever. Yeah, they did raps. And everybody involved was into it. Oh yeah, totally. Which a lot. The new and look, dude, look at what one act in a division, kind of like the same way Charlotte. Oh yeah, just revitalizes. Act, just revitalizes the whole division. Revitalizes yep. the entire thing. Look at the Usos now, man. They're legit. I know. They are legit. I know. This is good. Uh, next up, Aiden English came out and started singing. Randy Orton comes out and interrupts him again. <clears throat> I feel like Aiden English, if he's going to come out and sing, he needs like a new thing. To sing every week. I know. You know, I don't want to hear I'm the Shakespeare of song, the Mozart of whatever. I know, just doing the same thing. Or whatever. Um, so, uh, anyways, yeah, before uh, before Aiden English was, you know, done singing, Randy Orton's music hit, which I was like, bless you. Uh, and then Aiden English attacked Randy Orton. Yes. Before the bell was rung. Yes. Uh, however, none of that mattered. Oh, actually, no. Orton, no. Aiden English won this match because Randy Orton... Pulled the WGPW. Yep. Grabbed the steel stairs. Hit 
English with them. Yeah, then he dropped. DQ'd and dropped with an RKO after uh, the disqualification. Out comes Jinder Mahal. Jinder Mahal. He drops a promo. Randy Orton interrupts, interrupts him. him. And uh, more or less that he's going to win. Yeah. I don't think you're going to win, though, Randy. No. Uh, let's see here. Then uh, Ty... D- Who is this? Ty Dillinger. Who? Ty Dillinger. Who's Ty Dillinger? Was interviewed... in the Rudy Pooh? Was interviewed by... Uh, uh, Renee Young. Renee Young. Oh, that's right. It was Tyler Breeze. It was Tyler Breeze. And, and lurking in the background was Chet Cheddarfield. <laughs> that was my favorite. I know, part. that was great. He walks by him. That was great. And then at the very end, he says, oh, hey, Fandango. Hey, my bad. Yeah. That it was pretty funny. My bad. Um, so they, he made the point. He says, you know, Breezango are going to have a problem because at some point during the Battle Royal, they might come to blows. Yep. And then when he scurried off, when this Ty Dillinger fellow scurried off, they pontificated on that a little yes. bit. Yes. They ambulated over the possibility. It was like a great segment. It was great. I love uh, Breezango. Yes, they're fantastic. Um, next, next, we up. had uh, Maria and Mike Canellis uh, being interviewed by Renee Young. She had an interesting reaction to Tanae Young. She was very amused by it. Um, uh, so they're going into their power of love um, thing. Yeah. Interrupted again by Sami Zayn, who apparently knocked over some metal stuff stretching all right so you guys know i haven't been the biggest proponent the biggest advocate yes for sammy zane's comedy routine whatever maybe i was just happy in the morning maybe i because i watched this morning sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't this cracked me up because the camera it was two things that really cracked me up about this number one when you hear the thing clang the camera goes over and the look on his face of oh I like know. that was great he's got his leg up because he's stretching he comes over he does his little spiel about appreciating their message of love. Yes. Name drops Huey Lewis in the news. Says, I'm sorry that, uh, you know, I interrupted you. This is two weeks in a row. I totally get that. Um, and then, yeah, as he's about to start talking about the news, his own music hits. And he has the most surprise. He goes, oh, God. Yeah, I know. That was funny. And then he goes running off. That was pretty hilarious. I don't know. I, I thought it was funny. I thought it was good. I really want great things for Sammy's. Likewise. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I laughed at it. That led to the Independence Day Battle Royal. Kevin Owens on commentary. There was a... Some surprises in, in this match. Um, Dolph was first eliminated by Luke Harper. Oh, surprising somewhat. Yeah. Um, there's this great spot where Eric Rowan uh, eliminates uh, Fandango. Oh, that was so cool. And then he tries to eliminate uh, Tyler Breeze. Yeah. Fandango catches him and puts him back, back in the in. ring, only for Tyler Breeze to be eliminated. I was yet again. really hoping that would lead to a little longer of Tyler Breeze, man. I didn't want him to be eliminated again, but I, I thought that was a sweet moment. Contrast that with another tag team, the Hype Bro. Uh, Mojo eliminates uh, uh, Luke Harper. Um, Ryder thinks about eliminating Mojo. Yeah, he's standing behind Mojo, and you can see it. He's selling. Yeah. Ooh, I can eliminate oh. Mojo. Right now, but he doesn't. He doesn't no. do it. Yeah. Um, together, the hype bro eliminate Eric Rowan, and Mojo takes yeah. the opportunity to eliminate his tag team partner. Yeah. Developments in that story. And, uh, you know, Mojo is apologetic, but not too remorseful over yes. it. He's like, I got to do what I got to do. Yes. Zach Ryder not happy. Not not at all. Um, so the final three were Sami Zayn, mm-hmm. Ty Dillinger. Who? Ty Dillinger and Look, AJ man, Styles. I told you this before we went on there. If Ty Dillinger shows up, 
over two consecutive weeks. I'm just asking for two consecutive weeks. Then you'll stop with this. I'll stop with that. But I'm going to go back to doing it. So, mystery opponent versus, uh, who is it, Sami Zayn and AJ Styles. Yeah, Ty gives both of them tiebreakers. He's on the verge of eliminating both of them. Story of Ty's career. Yeah. From what I understand. I don't know who that is, though. Um, Sami Zayn eventually turns the tables on Ty, eliminates yeah. him. Yeah. Um, AJ and Sami uh, go back and forth for a bit before AJ finally eliminates Sami Zayn. So, mm-hmm. AJ wins. He's going to face Kevin Owens at Battleground for the U.S. title. Which will be the best match on the card. Probably. Absolutely. All in all, a pretty fun episode of SmackDown Live. Yeah, man. I mean, if I have to if I have to watch that in the morning before you come over, I'm happy. Yeah. You're right. Not a bad day for Steve. Let's open some mail. Uh, oh, okay. Let's do that. This yeah. one is from Ryan Mizushima. This one is from WrestleCrate.co.uk. They have, I'm assuming it's a crate. That has wrestling stuff in it. Yes. They reached out to us, and I said, by all means, Ooh. send us something. That was my makeup. It's all right. Um, I said, send us something, and we'll open it on air. You guys can send us something as well. P.O. Box 1814, Orange Vale, California 95662. He's very careful, as I try to be as well. About not showing the address. Yeah, I didn't realize there's a separate envelope in here with an address on it, so hopefully that didn't show up. So Ryan sent us a card. Oh, there's Hawaii on the front. Nice. Uh, he says, Dear Stephen Larson, this is just a little something from Hawaii that you should try. My name is Ryan Mizushima and a friendo. It's called Hurricane Popcorn. I enjoy watching your show and keep up the great, sorry, good work. Aloha from Hawaii. And hope you enjoy. Peace out, Ryan. Thank you very much. Thank you, Ryan. Hurricane popcorn. So it says it's mochi crunch and nori. Nice. Interesting. Cool. Thank you very much. Thank you. That's rad. It's probably... Let me see real quick. All right. I don't see anything here about pineapple. Oh, so you can enjoy it. Maybe. We'll see. We'll see if there's sugar in it. We came we came upon loot here, Larson. Ooh. With this WrestleCrate. Oh, man. WrestleCrate.co.uk. Um, first of all, we got the current face of America, a Kevin Owens. The phenomenal face of America. Yeah. Pop. Said last night. Pop vinyl figures. These are cool, man. Yeah. Man, there's all sorts of there. shirts in there. A large shirt for you. Um... You can open it because it's for you. <coughs> and then an extra large shirt for the fat man. Oh, look at that. Oh, oh man. British Strong Style shirt. Oh, that's man. cool. Look at this. This is, says, the king of the cruiserweights. Look at that. It's a Neville shirt. That was rad. Look at this one. Look at that. Oh, look at that. King of the cruiserweights. That's, cool. that's rad. Very cool. What else? A bounty. Ooh, is this a flashlight? Looks like a keychain flashlight, Larson. Cool. Um, uh, is oh, progress. Oh, cool. All sorts of great. Oh, that's interesting. It's something, it's like a thing. Free download for the best of SPW. I'm assuming that's not Supreme Pro Wrestling yeah. here in Sacramento. Oh, look at this. Over the top. Re- oh, OTT Wrestling. I've heard about this. Oh, Over yeah. the top wrestling. Look at that lineup oh, right Zach there. Zack Sabre Jr., Marty Skrull. Yeah, Pete, Pete Dunne. Dunn. Yeah, man. All sorts of great War names. War Machine. Yeah. Cool. 
Awesome. That's exciting. There you go. Ah, look at this guy. A DVD of Chris Hero. Oh, man. That's awesome. An evening with Chris Hero. Oh, it's an interview thing. Oh, cool. He sits down with the team at Pro Wrestling Chaos and talks about his career, his first stint in NXT. If he'd ever go back, spoiler alert, he totally does. That's cool. Um, What else we got here? Two matches as well. Oh, nice. Look at this guy. It's a... Oh, this is great. Oh, Shock Master Master Button. That's awesome. That's right. Man, this is a bounty in here. What is this guy? There's an autograph. There's an autograph. Oh, man. Oh, wow. Look at British Strong Style chilling by maybe the River Thames. I don't know. I don't know either. I have no idea. I think the River Thames is bigger now. I don't know. But they're chilling under a bridge somewhere, man. Yeah, that's cool. What would you do if you ran into these brutes, these bruiserweights under a bridge, Larson? I would tell them how much I appreciated their work. Really? Yeah. What if you didn't know who they were? What um, if you're a wrestling noob and you didn't know British they were, if they were just standing there taking a picture, I would... You'd respect them, like, just take their picture, but yeah. then you're trying to get from here to there. You're trying I to would wait until they were done taking pictures and then... What I if it's like cross. a three-hour photo session? Well, I would think if that were the case, they would have that, that pathway blocked off. Yeah. Excuse me, gents. Would you do it in a British accent? No. Could you do a British accent for me? No, I, I don't do that very well. Really? No. <laughs> it's all right, man. So I would say, excuse me, gentlemen. May I get behind? Oh, I would just say, excuse and me. And they would probably punch me in the face. Yeah. And they'd have the Professional Wrestling Fans Magazine, Calling Spots. What a great name for a magazine. That's cool. We should have called that going in room. Um, oh, that was Damo, This it? is a great, look at this. It's all black and white and stuff. Looks oh, like that's a, cool. Looks like a zine almost. Damo stuff. Man. That's awesome. Thank you very Freaking much. A, dude. Thank you very much. Yeah, check that out. WrestleCrate.co.uk. Um, let's answer some questions. Yes. From our good patrons over there at the patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Um, here we go. Oh, that's not the thing. Okay. Uh, Connor Dunmore. Connor the Neville Level Dunmore says, hey, friendos, this heel cast is pretty generic at the moment. You made that point earlier. Mm-hmm. What type of theme music would you give him, and how would you design his merchandise? He says, I think they're giving him, I'm where the money's at, as his catchphrase. Yeah, that could be good. So like a, do- a single dollar bill, but cast <laughs> Like a cast buck. Yeah. With Cass's face in it. But it's not like... Cast uh, cash? It's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's like a one instead of like a hundred or like a thousand. A $2 bill. That should be what a thousand. Step kids give me a $2 bill. Be, it should be a $1,000 bill because that's one G. One, oh, you're on fire today. Look at you. Adam Mayhem. Hey, friendos. Uh, with how good the rap battle was on SmackDown, um, what would your ultimate rap god slash wrestler creation pick a rap style and abilities and mix them with the rapper's look and charisma? Rapper style and abilities and mix them with the rapper's look and charisma? That's just a rapper. rapper. Yeah, it should be pick a, a wrestler style and abilities. Oh, okay. And mix them with a rapper's look and charisma. I would, I would, uh, I would, t- I would want to see Flava Flav, but as Neville. <laughs> I want to see him like doing Neville things. Okay, that's good. That'd be scary. I want to see Snoop Dogg, but be Braun Strowman. <laughs> um, God, I'm just trying to think. I always think too much about these. Yeah, guys. I know, man. Just throw it out there, man. Nobody's um, judging you. Kendrick Lamar. Okay. Uh, wrestling like 
Seth Rollins. How about a? Oh, that's a good one. How about Bismarcky? Okay, good. But wrestling as Lana. <laughs> and he comes out with her entrance. And he hits like a finisher, and like they just no sell it every time. <laughs> and Tamina comes out. Anyways, uh, I'm gonna. Uh, Jason the Cavi uh, says Jack the jo- Jack the Jobber heel turn yay or nay. And while Pachiti and Plumpy put aside their differences to fight back against Jack and the gamer lads. So I actually watched the final video. Oh, you did? Okay. Of uh, Blompier. Trying to get his name back. Trying to get his name back because he's called Plumpy now. Yeah. And uh, right before the match ends, and Twitter, or their dislikes were through the roof. I mean, their likes, it was about even, I think. Yes. But people did not like this. (laughs) They were attacked. Mid, like right before the finish of the match. And I think it's like the seventh one. Yeah. So people were invested in They were invested in this, man. <laughs> talk, about a, talk about a swerve. Yeah, that's some healing. They were attacked um, by Jack the Jobber, who now apparently is a heel. Okay. And uh, it looked like they gave a concerto to uh, Plumpy. And then it cuts back to the game screen they're at. Pachiti gets in, and he wins. So... But Pachiti had been attacked also. Oh, okay. Yeah. So he's just taking advantage he's of the situation. He's just taking advantage of the situation. Opposed to exactly. Wow. But in the meantime, he let Plumpy get his head caved in with a chair. Wow. Yeah, man. People are people are hot about that. So, Jack the Jobber heel turn. I say nay. He's going to get hurt. As we saw it live when he tried to take on Joey Ryan. Mm-hmm. The, for know, the uh, DDT Pro Heavy Metal for him. Oh. Yeah. Tommy T. My f- oh, hey, friend. Those my question is, what are some wrestlers that that you only like and give the benefit of the doubt because you enjoy work they have done in the past. Um, he thought of... Yeah. Oh, he's, he mentions Seth Rollins because his yeah. face turn has been generic and too corporate for his taste, but I guess based on his previous work, he'll still be a fan. Right, right. That's the example he gave. Yeah. Somebody will give the benefit of the doubt before, because I've enjoyed the work. Uh, I'll always give Bray Wyatt the benefit of the doubt. You know, I always think that no matter what he does, he's done so much good that leads me to believe that with the right program, yeah, they, they can make a lot of money with him. I'm going to say Ty Dillinger, and don't say who. Um, just because, just seeing the, his, his path to... Towards the top of the card in NXT wasn't a straight one. Yeah, you know it, it, there were some detours and stuff. And it wasn't like it was easy for him to get popular in NXT, but he did. Yep. Um, and so we've seen him forge a really strong connection with the crowd. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. even his limited appearance so far in SmackDown, he came out. He got a good pop. Yeah, came ten. Absolutely. Um, if they just give him a solid opportunity to be on TV for a more consistent basis. He could go places. Yeah, yeah. He just yeah. needs that opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, all right, let's see here. Uh, Jamie 10. If Cesaro went to New Japan, what match would you like to see most? What a great question. He says he would love to see an Okada Cesaro match. Cesaro's one of those guys I would love to see in New Japan. I think maybe more than anybody on the WWE roster. Because I feel like so one thing that you and I and Ulysses talked about uh, while we were in, uh, in in L.A. in Long Beach was the idea that Cody kind of still just feels like WWE Cody. He has in terms really, of how he wrestles. Yeah, 
specifically. Yeah. Hey, look, he was always a great character guy yeah, yeah, in yeah. WWE. So kind of in that regards too. Yeah. It's kind of just, it's just a different Tony. character now. So I really would imagine. I, I really want to know because Cesaro, in my mind, is one of the most creative wrestlers out there. What limitations do, does he have on himself now in the WWE that he would be then free of in New Japan? I know. And see him wrestle. I would love to see him and Kenny Omega wrestle because Kenny is a pretty creative wrestler as well. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Love to yeah. see what, what they could they could do. I'd like to see that. Um, he might be a bit too big. I'd like to see him take on Ticking Time Bomb. Oh yeah, Takahashi. That'd be great. Magic against Naito would be great too. Oh, for sure, absolutely. It's all good stuff. He would have a lot of fun there. I think. Uh, let's see here. Um, the Nightcrawler. Go ahead. Hey, guys, I have to ask, why do you guys say we've seen Dean Stealing? I still truly believe that his is the best member of the Shield on the mic and the best at character work. His matches just usually don't seem to ever be given enough time to tell a great story. But when he gets enough time, like his match with AJ, Kevin Owens, especially Triple H, there are always great matches. Um, I don't know. It's just our estimation. That's our opinion. I feel like he hasn't carried a great match. Yeah. He's been a part of great matches, and that's not, you know, it's not really necessarily a diss. Not everybody can carry a great match. Um, yeah, I just feel like I, I, I think I've, I've seen everything I'm going to see out of him. At least from face Dean Ambrose. Yeah, that's true. That's totally true. We haven't seen him. There could Dean be Ambrose. more to the Dean Ambrose character as a heel. We don't know. Uh, Punjabi Larson match. Instead of a heel Sasha versus Bailey feud, do you think a heel Bailey versus face Sasha could be an interesting dynamic and one worth taking a risk on? That's a massive risk that I really don't think would would pay off. I think fans would not be at this point though. I would I wouldn't be surprised if they thought, okay, what we're doing with Bailey isn't working. Let's just try something completely different. Boy, that'd be in the hopes that it, she can follow the trajectory of being a heel, getting really over as a heel, and blowing up as a face essentially. Uh, Nick Parsons, um, at the 2K18 event that we went to, did we get to play Supercard, um, and did they show off any of the Supercard stuff? We didn't do anything Supercard, um, no playing of anything. There was no playing of Supercard, and they didn't mention anything Supercard. So, and we're not, we don't really do Supercard. No, we don't. I really don't even know like, what it is. It's you, a mobile game. You open packs? Yeah. Of cards? And then you play people with those cards. Oh. I don't, I don't know anything about it. People seem to love it, though. Yeah. So, um, Mayor of Planet Houston. Mayor of Planet Houston. Um, uh, Samoa Joe said he wants to take everything from Brock Lesnar, his manager Paul Heyman, his part-time schedule, most importantly, the Universal Championship. What else is Samoa Joe going to take from Brock? Some of his land? I would think that's, that's what Brock like treasures the most, Yeah, is his own real estate. Yes. So maybe he would take like a guest house. That's what I thought. A little well. chunk of land. Yes, but it'd be like square in the center of Brock's view from his yes. porch. Yes. So it'd just be like, oh man, this is Brock's house right there. Joe's house. It's Joe's house right there. But it's like sovereign land. Um, Discord Club underboss Jimmy Thomas. Hey, friend, is the rumors of the I love what, is, what does underboss mean? Because that's a great name. I think it just means you have the boss yeah. in uh, like the mafia, and the person right under them is like the second command. I think that's the underboss. But Bad Luck Fowley isn't actually second in command of Bullet Club. Well, based on his title, he is. <laughs> Good point. Hey, friend, those with the rumors. Who is second in command? Who's the number two guy in Bullet Club? Well, at this point, it's got to be Cody. I would think so. Right well, now. at least he wants that to be the case. He wants to be number one. Oh, yeah. Jam. Let me ask you this. Maybe I should save this question for a recap we're do later. Mm. Uh, what are the odds we get Cody versus Kenny for that U.S. title at Wrestle Kingdom? 
Zero. I think we're going to get Kenny versus Ibushi. Potentially, but Kenny versus Cody. Yeah, at some point. I know. If anybody's thinking that U.S. title off, Kenny, I it's going to be Cody. Anyways, it, it, seems, it seems like one of the obvious routes to yeah. go. Uh, hey, friend, those are the rumors of the clones asking for their release. Do you think that this will stop creative from breaking up other teams? No, oh, he asked about Ty, too. Um, I don't know. I mean, they're giving Chad Gable a lot of opportunity as a solos, solo competitor. Yeah. Who knows if that will continue. I, I have a sneaking suspicion it will. I think it's probably on, what do you want to call it, probationary period right now. See how he does out there, yeah. and I think he's killed it both times. Oh yeah, and I think that they have to keep on both going on the mic and in the ring. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Liam Wagner, hey guys, have you ever wanted to go to a wrestling show? But another event that day was happening at the same time. For example, Battleground is this Sunday's Great Balls of Fire this Sunday, and one of his favorite bands is playing in town too. Go to one of your favorite bands because you can always watch uh, Great Balls of Fire after the fact. Mm-hmm. Um, or does he? I wonder if he means go to the actual. I think he means go to the actual show. Oh, go to the actual show. It depends on how often that band comes to town. Yes, if they're touring on a on a particular album that you really really like, or if really they come on a, on a really regular basis. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But yes, there's been uh, a lot of times uh, there have been local independent wrestling shows that will happen the same day as a pay per view. Oh yeah. And since. Especially streaming pay-per-views. Streaming, sorry. Reactions to those pay-per-views is, is kind of in our job description now. Mm-hmm. Got to do that rather than go to the indie shows. Correct. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Oh, here we go. CM Punk, CM Punk finds it insulting. Asks, can we get a power ranking for the competitors in the WGPW in the bank match to shower me with gold? Okay. Well, there's one yet to be announced, correct? Surprise entrant. Yeah. Yeah. Um... How many other total? Seven? Six? Six, I think. Okay. Who has been announced so far? Butch. Yeah. Bacon. Um, Matthew Ade. Yeah. Uh, is it Heel Supreme? No, it's B Supreme. Okay. Still in it. Heel okay. Supreme is the leader of the okay. powers. Okay. okay, that's right. Um, Earl's not in it. Is Hannibal Hansen in it? No, he's got a match. For the meatloaf title? Yeah. Oh, Matt E. Black. Okay. Um... Shithead's fighting for the... Is Mecha Santa in it? No. Is anybody from uh, Congress under Mecha Santa in it? I think I originally was going to have Cannibal Larry in it. But now I don't recall if I actually announced that. Did I replace him with somebody? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I'm going to say my power rankings are... Five announced, or of the four known competitors. (laughs) Of the four known competitors. I'm going to say Butchie. He's he's like number number one. one. Yeah, I think Butch Bacon's number one. No, Beef Supreme's number one. Butch Bacon's coming off a massive win against Finest Cat. I understand. Yeah. But he's done that. Before. Who are you going to say? Oh, you say Beef Supreme number one? Beef Supreme number oh, one. Okay, maybe yeah, Beef Supreme number one. And then uh, Matt Ade. He's Ade, still the champ. And then Matt E. Black. Matt E. Black. And then Butch Bacon? Yeah. Where does surprise... Does, who who follows next? Unknown competitor or Unknown. surprise? I mean, if... if I don't oh, Flyboy Allen. Oh, that's right. Oh, he's after surprise entrant. I yeah. think he's last. Well, I feel like Surprise Entrant could be could top those power rankings, potentially. Oh, you think Surprise Entrant could be number one? I think you don't know who Surprise Entrant is. Who do you guys think Surprise Entrant is? Well, that's why I say it. it doesn't matter if I know who the Surprise Entrant is or not. Yeah. Once I know, I could retroactively say, oh, he should have been number one. <laughs> I love that Pear Sabata knows more about WGPW oh, than the guy who <laughs> books it. 
Ember Moon's Weed Dealer. Hey, friend, those are what culture guys do list of their own personal top 10 favorite matches and wrestlers. What are the chances we get to see Steve's top 10 favorite matches and wrestlers and Larson's top 10 favorite matches? We'll put it on the list. Of to yes, do. very good. good. There's a good chance we'll see that at some yeah. point. Because that'd be fun to do. Absolutely. Um, Brian Whipple, where do you see Charlotte's role on SmackDown in light of recent events? She doesn't seem to have that same appeal as a borderline face as she did as a straight heel. The push of Carmella, while welcome as she's been doing great work, seems to be coming at Charlotte's expense in terms of airtime. I give them the benefit of the doubt. We didn't see Charlotte. And, we, you know, Charlotte is is well established. I have no – I feel like her and Becky Lynch are just fine. Yeah. Um, Kind of a tangent. Them together are, are really good. Yeah, 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 for sure. They're really good together. Yeah. Uh, one more question, then we'll do trivia, yes. and then we'll uh, eat lunch. Eat lunch. Uh, uh, it's kind of too early to say. Uh, we'll, we'll do two more questions, including this one. Okay. The creator, Melvin Adams Jr., says, what do you think Mike Canales' ceiling is? He says, I didn't realize how small he looks compared to Sami Zayn, which is kind of true. I think it's kind of too early to tell what his ceiling is. Yeah, we have, he hasn't had a match yet. I was expecting him to come out and interfere with the Battle Royal. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> they need to start doing something with him in terms of in the ring um, at some point. I would imagine we're going to get something. Yeah. Maybe him versus Zane at Battleground. Uh, the phenomenal cleaner AJ Omega. We kind of talked about this at the beginning of the show. Olaf, friendos, after watching both amazing nights of the G1 special in the USA, I found myself with a G1 hangover when I tried to watch Raw SmackDown. Yeah. Um, I know it was a holiday week, but did anyone else have a hard time watching Raw and SmackDown this week? Yeah, I mentioned that beginning of the show a little bit, that Raw was kind of hard to to watch because of that, um, being there live, watching some amazing matches. What what we don't really talk about enough, I think, with New Japan's shows is how well-paced they are. Yeah. There's no filler. Yeah. There's no recaps. Yeah. Um, there's no... You know, granted, interviews are helpful to tell stories, but there's none of that. You're there live, and it's just match, 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 match. Yeah. There's no downtime. It's great. Yeah. You go to Raw or SmackDown, you know, you have to sit through the commercial breaks. And mm. SmackDown now, it's 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 cool because at least for the live audience, they still have matches during at least mm-hmm. two of the commercial breaks. But on Raw, yeah. that doesn't happen. Yeah. You generally, someone comes up for their intro, and they just stand there for two and a half minutes mm-hmm. in the commercial break. And when the house lights come back up, they realize, oh, I'm on camera again. Yeah. And it's kind of a dull experience. Yeah. WWE pay-per-views aren't as bad. Yeah. But TV uh, tapings can be a little tedious and boring at times. Yeah. Uh, one last question because somebody in chat pointed out correctly, and that point out guy is gone. I forget who it was. Uh, point out that we missed a five liked question oh, here. Thank you for five heart up. question from Eric. Let me ask you something, Blaha, oh, yes. also known as the base hit king. Yes, Eric Blaha. Since Kevin Owens mentioned it, do a power ranking of the top Canadian wrestlers. It could be your choice of whether it's all time, just wrestlers today, Canadian wrestlers of all time, Larson, top five. Here we go. Wow. Number uh, number five or number one. Start with five. Five. Chris Benoit. Okay. Because, you know what, he'd, in, my, in, my, in my book, he'd be number one. But he did something horrible. Yes. So he gets kicked down to number five, but his career was pretty amazing. Yes. Number four, Brett the Hitman Hart. 
Okay, that's good. <laughs> he should be like number one, man. He should be number nah, he's one. He's underrated. Four is fine. All right, uh, number three. Three. Lance um, Storm. Yes, good. We just put Lance Storm over Bret Hart. That's great. Uh, number two, Chris Jericho. Uh, I'd say number two, Kenny Omega. Number one, Chris Jericho. Where's Edge? Uh, number six. Edge should be top five. Really? Edge did a lot of neat things, man. All right, Edge. Okay, Edge is number. Who did I say number one was? Chris Jericho. Yeah. Oh man, that's rough. Yeah, I know. Edge. Okay. Bret Hart out. Edge in. Whoa! Controversy here on Going In Raw. Wow, Bret Hart not even. Hey, and the next indie darlings. Brett, here's my controversial opinion now. You guys can preview it. Bret Hart, not even one of the top five Canadian wrestlers of all time. I, maybe by the time uh, we do the panel next year, if we do, we should come all the way back around. Controversial opinion, Bret Hart was pretty good. Yeah, Bret Hart was awesome. Oh, Kevin Owens isn't even on there either. Wow, man. There's so many great Canadian wrestlers. Yeah. Long history. Oh, what about Owen, man? I know. There's an Owen in there. We need Brad. top ten. Yeah, no kidding. Wow. wow. That was difficult. Let's do trivia. Tri- oh, yeah, trivia. Here we go. Today we're doing modern, no, classic and attitude. Yeah, era. I forgot what we did last time. All so right. Doing this. All right. Um, you start with whatever one you're starting with. This there topic. we go. Oh, I'm starting with classic. classic. All right. Who teamed with the million-dollar man Ted DiBiase to face Hulk Hogan and Randy Savage in the main event of the first SummerSlam in 1988? DiBiase and Andre the Giant. Andre the Giant. What NFL Hall of Famer faced Bam Bam Bigelow at WrestleMania 11? Lawrence Taylor. Yeah. Against what longtime rival did Bret Hitman Hart defend the WWE Championship at Survivor Series 92? Um... Longtime rival? Yes. Shawn Michaels. Yeah, he did that in 92? Yeah. They right. hadn't really been longtime rivals to that point, though. That's an odd not really phrasing it. I guess I mean historically speaking. Um, who won a record-tying fifth WWE championship by defeating The Undertaker at SummerSlam 97? Um, uh, Summers- oh, uh, Stone Cold. Bret Hitman Hart, 97. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. All right. Uh, what superstar stole Undertaker's urn at WrestleMania 11 and melted it down to turn into a golden necklace? Oh, this is going to bother me. I'll be impressed if we get this. WrestleMania 11. Turn it into a gold necklace. This is going to bug me. I don't know. Throw a name out there, man. Lex Luger. Comma. Oh. Yeah. You can't yeah. be you can't be mad about that. Um, what former bodyguard made a name for himself in ninety four Royal Rumble match by eliminating seven consecutive superstars? I mean Diesel? Yep. Okay. Uh, what makeup clad rap duo accompanied the oddities to the ring? Insane clown posse. Very good. Um, the first ever elimination chamber match was held at what two thousand two pay per view event? Um, Judgment Day? Survivor Series. Oh, okay. Who defeated John Cena for the United States Championship in his WWE debut match on SmackDown in October of 
Shelton Benjamin. Uh, good guess. Carlito. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, what diva accompanied Chris Jericho to the ring for his defense of the Undisputed Championship at WrestleMania 18? Um, what diva? Hmm. Trish Stratus. Stephanie McMahon. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Bummer. Um, who served as Brock Lesnar's agent when Lesnar debuted in March of 2002? Paul Heyman. Very good. You oh, my goodness. One more. You have one no. more. What diva was part of Stephen Richards' Right to Censor group and was WWE Women's Champion during her membership? Uh, Victoria. Ivory. Ivory! I get two. What did Victoria look like? Wait, who's Victoria? Am I tripping? Am I just putting one on the other? Hold on. Oh, nice. Come on, Raven. Oh, good job. Let me see it. Oh, that's a good look. Oh, another one. good one. Devon. Wait, which one's... Oh. Hmm. Bummer. Yeah, I can see how I get them mixed up. Thank you, everybody, for joining us I today. liked Ivory. Yeah, she was good. She was in glow. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, yeah, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, patrons, uh, stick around. We're going to hang out with you guys for a little bit before we go get lunch. We'll yeah. get your advice on what to get for lunch. Yes. Until next time, we'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.